back with more of the Pope on Film. It's time, buddy! Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's time to drink Sprite, the official sponsor of the Pope on Film podcast. Mm-hmm. Drink Sprite today. Because 7-Up is for fucking bitches. That is in the copy that they sent us. Yes. We didn't want to say that. But our official sponsor told us to. Yes. I don't know what Sprite's deal is. They keep sending us this crazy-ass shit. It also says, drink Sprite because Pepsi is for fucking cunts. Says that here. It's weird. Yeah. We didn't want to do it. We didn't want to do the copy, but they paid us the big bucks to say it. Yes, we did. If you have any questions, just go to Sprite. Sprite.com probably is a thing. I don't see it here, but it's probably something. Yes, buddy, my friend, my brother, my son, third thing. It is time once again for all of us here at the Pokemon Bill Podcast. That burp was brought to you by Sprite.com. To casually saunter our way into the second half of the show, and it is said second half wherein we finally, ineventually, get around to discussing our all-new compilation of the greatest hits of the 60s and 70s on three LPs or two cassettes, but it is not available in stores, so call our toll-free number now because operators are standing by. Movie of the week! And this week we continue our summer-long look at the new genre of COVID exploitation films, with a look at the atrocious 2020 COVID exploitation film, The Birdemic of COVID, the Mitesh Patel film, Anti Coronavirus, aka uh, Fake Crying the Movie. And uh, let, me, let me get this right. Uh, this direction? Yeah. The thing I love about this poster is, I'm sure that the writer, producer, director, Mitesh Patel, didn't go out of his way to make his poster look exactly like Rift Tracks. Yeah. But the poster looks exactly like Rift Tracks. They got Rift Tracks color, Rift Tracks font. It's like they're waiting for someone to make fun of it. Yes. And I love that. Fake crying the movie. Bunny, your thoughts on this amazing film. Incredible. Groundbreaking. It was completely vacuous. And it it really looks like it was written by somebody who heard the term coronavirus and nothing else. Will you listen to me, Bruce Gunter? You have never given up on anything, and I'm not about to start now. I mean, just in in casual, nonstop conversation, which this movie was, like, they didn't show any indications that they knew what coronavirus was. My question. Let's just skip right to the end. We, we, we knew 
that he had coronavirus because he was coughing at the table at the restaurant. Okay? We knew because he was coughing. Not that his food tasted weird or he can't smell his coffee or anything else that might be like a coronavirus symptom. You went with coughing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a Google search would have improved this script greatly. This is what pisses me off about Twitch, is that here here I got my little screen there. See, that's my little screen. Yeah. And it says there, one viewer, only one person is watching you. Okay, well, let me click on one view and see who's watching it. And oh, look, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people watching this, but the screen still says one viewer. Really? This is me. There's eight people. There's eight people in the chat. But according to this screen, there's only one person watching, which which makes no sense. But whatever. Well, I'm uh, I'm, I'm looking at watching. I'm looking at the chat, so I'm just seeing three of us. See, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. Okay, let's skip to the end of anti-coronavirus. The film ends with a big question. A big question, and I'm going to go ahead and ask you this, buddy. What cures the coronavirus? Is it prayer, or is it feeding pizza to ducks? Oh, it's definitely the feeding the pizza to ducks. I don't know. I feel like it might be prayer. Yeah. Which is probably that's because that's just because you hate science. Huh? That's just because you hate science. Okay, before we really get into it, Bunny, you might be wondering why this movie sucks so much asshole. Well, let me nip that in the bud right now. Uh, well, it it stars the My Pillow guy for one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the movie was filmed in and around Chandler, Arizona, uh, and the star of the film is from Tucson, Arizona. Right there, the film makes sense. This, there's a stink of Tucson around this movie. <laughs> there's a Tucson, a distinct Tucson stink. And I watched the film the first time, and I'm like, huh, this seems familiar. There's a, there's a, I sense something. Something I have not sensed since. And that's when I realized, okay, I get it. I looked up the movie and the director, and I found a news uh, piece about it from a news channel in Tucson. And it's like, there you go. Okay, now this makes sense. There's the answer to that question. The movie has Tucson stank all over it. This movie is so Tucson, I'm surprised that after watching it, you don't just get hepatitis. Yeah. And, yeah. and, like throughout this movie, like I mean, you really can't call this like a right wing movie or a left wing movie 
Because it doesn't take a stance about a motherfucking thing. The only stance it seems to take, like it seems that at the end of the film, when you watch the entire film, it seems like the message of the movie is people survived the coronavirus. Yeah. That seems to be the whole message. And it's like, okay, well, that's kind of a shitty message. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Right. I, I'm so confused about this film. It was filmed in just seven days. Wow, that's a shocker. Yeah. About three months. Yeah. Uh, by an Indian-born writer-producer-director named Nitesh Kumar Patel. And when he's not cranking out cheaply made films, he is, pause for effect, a real estate agent. So you move the fuck over, Neil Green. Yeah. Because there's a new Neil Green in town. You just got fired, Neil. Just. I was going to say, I originally wrote here on my notes, you just got outsourced, but I felt that that was kind of racist because he's from India. Yeah. So that's why I won't say it. Yeah. At all. Here's the weird thing. Sprite wanted me to say that. Really? Yeah, they pressured me to say it. And I'm like, no, Sprite. I know you're the official soda of the Pokemon film. But yeah, they asked, they asked for some weird demands. They said that, that you needed to be naked for the whole episode. And I put my foot down. Oh, thank you. Said, no. Funny only gets new time around Genie and me, not around everybody else. Right. I put my foot down. Right now with twenty percent less ass. <laughs> right, it's another thing they said in the copy for us to say. He is actually uh, Mitesh Patel has cranked out two COVID exploitation films. I haven't found the second one yet, yet, but it's a film from last year called House of Quarantine. Oh. So here's the plot. It's I, I hope Matesh found Google for the second movie. I, I, I uh, it's about a team of nine actors and filmmakers making a movie in a house. And then they're quarantined because one of them, they don't know who, but one of them has COVID, leading to, and I quote, a desperate battle for survival. So, I'm really excited about that. In my head... Okay, yeah. In my head, it sounds like... Remember, like, uh... So, like, 1994? 1995 is when Pulp Fiction came out. And then after... 94 is when Pulp Fiction came out. And then, like... 1997, 1998, 1999 were just filled with uh, Pulp Fiction, Tarantino, copycats. Yeah. What if everyone was copying Tarantino right when the pandemic hit? That's what that sounds like. It sounds like Suicide Kings, but for technical reasons, it's Suicide Kings, but in just one house. Yeah, I know, but I am really, really excited about the possibility 
of a film crew going all Lord of the Flies on each other. That also, yeah. And the you know, has like a kind of gun. <laughs> so it does uh, seem like they're Lord of the Flies in each other. Hunting each other down and eating them, you know? Uh, so, hey, oh, here's, here's, here's something I'm really excited about. Last week... Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. We can even, we can even play with this a little more, okay? Like, so, like, you're shooting a, a straight movie, okay? And then the cameraman gets eaten. So now an inexperienced person has to start working the camera. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's good. So now we could, like, you know, do fucked up Dutch angles and screw around with the focus and everything. Yeah. yeah. So That's uh, the same I... thing I did with Bill and Ted and the X-File movies and a few other movies and things like that where I've just gone ahead. This movie can now never, ever live up to my expectations. Yeah, basically, you built it up. Not that it had a shot to begin with. <laughs> I hadn't watched Mac and Me for so long. And everyone just said, oh, the worst film of all time. So bad. This is so bad. And I saw it as a kid. Oh, this is the worst. And finally, when I saw it, I'm like, eh. Because yeah. I, I had the forethought of thinking, like, okay, this is during that period in time of, like, uh, like, like a Trumpy, you can make magic things happen when everyone yeah. was trying to copy E.T. So like, okay, it makes sense that you would make this film. Yeah. I don't think people remember that about like Tarantino and other movies like that. I'm really, I'm really worried about Top Gun being, Top Gun Maverick being such a hit. I'm so worried that now everyone's going to go through the 80s and 90s and pick out these tiny little movies. And so now, like two years from now, we'll be getting like a big budget reboot of War Games, you know? And like shit yeah. like that, that like suddenly everyone's going to be picking out these tiny little things that like, God damn it, no, don't do that. That like shit, the, 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 the moral of the new Top Gun movie being so is not, let's reboot more things. Please, no. Because it's like, fuck, oh, okay. What other 80s, 90s movies? You're going to remake Armageddon? I don't know. See, I, 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 Deep Impact? Tom Cruise is one of those faces, has become one of those faces, like, I, I can't, I just can't even look at you. You know, I mean, I, I can't even look at you. He's turning 60 next month. And he is one puffy little Botox bastard, ain't he? Fuck! More people should be talking about this. Like, I can't look at him like I can't look at Bruce Willis. You know? I look at Tom Cruise, I just see a completely fucking horrible Scientologist. And I see I see Bill Cruise, uh, the other fucking guy I mentioned. Bruce Willis in in the MAGA hat on whatever show that was. Yeah. I don't, I forget if it was Letterman or whoever. Yeah. Uh, 
So, oh, so last week I mentioned that uh, our summer of COVID exploitation is that these movies are, we won't be just watching direct-to-DVD films because these films are way too cheap to be printed on a digital video disc. And I jokingly said that these are more like direct-to-Tubi films. Yeah. Anti-coronavirus and House of Quarantine are both available to watch right now on Tubi TV. Oh, you found House of Quarantine. According to my uh, Bing search, it is available on Tubi TV, but I haven't gone to Tubi to check myself, because why would I check for a Mitesh Patel film? Yeah. Because that would require effort. Yeah. But yeah, apparently it's supposed to be there. So, once again, my psychic powers have manifested. I'm not saying that I'm psychic. I'm just saying that I have more proof that I'm psychic than actual people who claim to be psychic. Yes. I'm not saying I'm psychic. I'm just saying there's a lot of fake-ass psychics out there, and I have more proof than they do. The day that I was robbed at gunpoint at the bookstore, before I clocked in, I posted on Facebook, and it is there as proof that I said, I feel nervous, like something bad will happen today. Then I got robbed. That is more direct proof of psychic powers than famous fucking psychics that you will see out there. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm psychic. I'm just saying there's more proof out there. So here's the thing about filming your movies in Tucson, Arizona. Mitesh Patel is cranking out cheap movies using whatever actors he can find in, in Arizona and whatever actors he can find that he can pay the least. And he's basically shaping up. I, I, he made a third film that came out this year, but it's, uh, it has nothing to do with the coronavirus. It's about this homeless guy, and he finds this car, and every day there's something that magically appears in the car, something that he needs. It's like this weird magic movie about a homeless guy. And that's upsetting because I was hoping he'd just crank out more films about the coronavirus. He could. He has a chance of becoming the Roger Corman of Corona. Yes. You know? Yes. Just keep cranking them out, dude. But, yeah. Tucson, <coughs> Tucson being Tucson. Tucson is basically the Reno of Arizona, the redheaded stepchild of Arizona, the Fresno or Modesto or Temecula of, of Phoenix's Tucson. Uh, Phoenix is L.A. Yes, maybe? I'm going to prank that one. Prank that nice. Yeah. Nice, nice Soldier Boy reference. Thank you. Uh, Tucson will gladly give Patel press. So he was in the local newspaper. He was in News Channel 9. Coronavirus movie filmed in Tucson. Like it's big news that a cheap, bad movie was made. So he can get... If he's making films in, in like, uh, Arizona with, like, a small-time people, he can get the sort of glowing press that Neil Green will never get from his base of operations of Nevada. You see what I'm saying? That's yeah. one positive to doing the movie in and around uh, Tucson. The film was quickly made during lockdown and rushed to capitalize on the deadly pandemic, which, gross. But also, it's not enough just to make a, to, to, 
it's not enough just to make a movie. This is lit badly. This is framed badly. Very Tucson acting. This movie has like 20 minutes of plot. Like yeah. this much plot. And that's it. Stretched out over an hour 20-something. Honey, why don't you hit the I, I, I would I would be I, I would argue that you're being generous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I I think uh McKesh here has has mastered filming the outline. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. Um, you, funny. You, you want me to try to synopsis this? Yes, I want There's you still to still sitting on the bench. It's still I sitting on the you... fucking bench. I want you to explain the plot of this week's movie for those people out there who have not seen the film. I know this will be difficult for you because this movie is so complicated. So many twists and turns. Move over, Tenet. Yeah. You know, I this is basically like Christopher Nolan on steroids. This film is has such a complicated plot. So why don't you, if you can, uh-huh. explain the plot of anti-coronavirus. Uh, a couple comes home from a vacation, and the husband gets coronavirus. I'm pretty sure that was about it. And then there was a lot of gabbing, you know, ins inconsequential talk, uh, scene-shooing, scene crying in emotional scenes. Inconsequential uh, talk? Oh, cocky-poo. You know, all, all, about, all about this guy having coronavirus. Well, uh, I was really rooting for the coronavirus during this film. First off, the great the great grandpa is a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, although I did like his use of the word cocky poo. Uh, so the a-hole husband spends the first half hour or so spouting angry far-right bullshit. Um, but yeah, between the the husband and the and the his dad, the great grandfather. Uh, yeah. I know the movie's called Anti Coronavirus, but like, go Corona. I got pretty excited when the grandfather died. Because <laughs> he was a piece of shit. And also, I shouldn't feed Eleanor. Hey, how about after this, after I'm done with the podcast, how about we go feed pizza to Chris's wife? Do you think that's a good idea? don't think it's a good idea. So does that mean you think it's a great idea? Tell everyone right now, should you feed pizza to ducks? Now! Say the, say, I should not feed pizza to ducks. Okay, why not, though, Eleanor? Because we don't even know where ducks are. Okay, well that's not a good that's not a good reason. Well, say, say I've got because like twenty ducks and like two hot ready pizzas. Do you think that we should feed those ducks? Why not? So if we hire a prior a, a private investigator to track down and find the ducks, would we then be able to feed them pizza? I don't know. I do not know. 
Because we seem to have know. gotten over the objection of we don't know where they are. Also, Bunny, I'm not sure if you noticed, but uh, director Mitesh Patel appears in the movie as Dr. Patel. Wow, so Hitchcockian! Yes. Ah. Oh. Yes. Oh, man, when I think when I think of Hitchcock, right next to Hitchcock is Mitesh Patel. Just oh God, yes. Them, just the two of them together. Then the husband gets the coronavirus. Good, but so much of the rest of the movie is just like a bad impression of a melodrama. You know. Yeah. A lot of fake. The worst fake crying I've ever seen in a movie. Then Grandpa dies and there's a funeral, and that's the best part of the movie because Phoenix has had a priest shortage ever since Bishop Thomas O'Brien was exposed as having covered up child sexual abuse cases for decades, so they couldn't get an actual priest. So in the film Anti-Coronavirus, they got Phoenix's own Alice Cooper. And so in Grandpa's funeral, he just sang Feed My Frankenstein. Yes. From his 19th solo album, Hey Stupid, which was released in 1992 and hit number 47 in the U.S. Billboard chart. I, I did some research. <laughs> He's from Arizona. And it's really weird because it's like, I know Alice Cooper is a legendary badass, but also there he is at a country club taking part in a celebrity golf tournament. Yes. No look. Uh, there he is in uh, in uh, khaki shorts going to the local Aldi's to buy some organic seedless grapes. Yes. So he's really, Alice Cooper is really big in Phoenix. It's like a, he, he's huge over there. Yeah, I, also, he's, he's such a just weird contradiction. I cannot understand. I just love the fact that Alice Cooper had his own line of mascara for men. Really? Like fucking yeah. It's like goddamn Alice Cooper. You have my eternal respect and admiration for that. <laughs> and I do not like Tim Burton's Dark Shadows. Oh no. But my favorite part is when Alice Cooper is singing his song Renfield, which which is actually a fucking great song. And uh, what's his name? Uh, I believe his name is Dark Shadows Dean. He's the head vampire. He's watching Alice Cooper's concert and says, like, that is the ugliest woman I've ever seen. That's the only part that I, that I think I smiled in the entire film. Yeah. Yeah. That movie. Uh, I I spent most of my time being vaguely offended because like I, the Dark Shadows movie was like, what are you doing? You you're like really going out of your way to offend anybody who had, had any shot of liking this movie. Yeah, you know, like you're you're like really kind of taking pot shots at Dark Shadows fans. And what Dark Shadows was. Uh, and like, that's a weird perspective to be taking it from. Yeah. To, to, uh, to quote Bullet Tooth Tony, Tim Burton was taking the piss. Tim Burton was just taking the piss. 
That's what he was doing. But for who? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's not like there were armies of Dark Shadows haters that would line up for tickets. Like, it's definitely not for Dark there Shadows. Were, there were two types of people. People who loved Dark Shadows and people who got on with the rest of their fucking lives. <laughs> yeah, fun fact about COVID. When you get the coronavirus, all you do is cough and cry, and that's it. Period. Yeah. All you do. The only... <coughs> when you get corona, there's only two symptoms. Coughing and crying. While being surrounded by shower curtains. Yes. Period. That yes, with no medical equipment, which is like, okay, fine, work that into your script. Let's yeah. talk about mask shortages. Let's talk about ventilation shortages for why there's no medical equipment in this hospital room for this man of dying of COVID. Yeah. But yeah. no, let's just leave it as an empty room and... That was that was the most Woodian. That was the most Ed Wood part of the entire movie. Is that we got the ten minute warning? Surrounded by shower curtains and no medical equipment, and he has the coronavirus. I imagine the guy who was starring in it going, uh, "Mr. Patel, where is the hospital set? You're standing in it, and then yes. surrounded with shower curtains." <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then, so the husband is in close quarantine in a bunch of shower curtains, and the doctors come in to see him, and they're in hazmat suits and face masks and all of this stuff, and then they check him, and then they leave. They go past the flimsy shower curtain, and then they take off their entire hazmat suit and face mask, because as we all know now in 2022, the coronavirus is powerless around shower curtains. Yes. We all know that now. Yes, we do. Another thing about the coronavirus that I've learned from eating in public spaces in 2020 and 2021 and 2022 is that the coronavirus is like, I'm going to get you. And they're like, no, you're not. We're going to go into this restaurant. Aha, this restaurant won't stop me. I'm going to get you. And then uh, you take off your mask to eat. And then the coronavirus goes, I'm going to get it. Damn it, they're eating. I can't get them while they're eating food. Shoot. Darn it. <laughs> Another thing that we all know. The thing that gets me is, okay, so the, this dumb, well-off white family, probably from Tupac, they become patient zero. They travel all across Europe during a deadly worldwide respiratory virus. These asshats brought the coronavirus to the nation. They are patient zero. The only reason that all of America has COVID, the reason why a million Americans have died, is because these fucks decided to go on a freaking cruise or whatever. Yes. We're supposed to be bad. feel bad for them? No. Fuck those guys. If anything, the angry lady in the church had the right freaking idea. Shame. Should be like Game of Thrones. Just follow them around with a big ass bell. Shame. Yes. Fuck those guys. I don't feel bad for them. Damn. There's 
Nazis ain't got no humanity. <laughs> but even even the right wing talking points that he was going through were just so vague. You know, like, still not, like, really taking a stance. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to do another crappy uh, coronavirus movie uh, for our next episode, but this one was such a slog that I picked a pun. Okay. He kept so falling asleep, and I'd wake him up and say, "Ah, if you don't, if you keep falling asleep, you're gonna have to watch this again." You listen to me, Gunter. Yeah. You have never, never given, given up on anything, and I'm not about to start now. <laughs> that and Takashi food—that's my new phrase. Dad, we got you this watch. Oh, thank you for that. Does it show me how much time I have left? Because I'm about to. That was an awesome line. I gotta, I gotta give it that. Oh, you got me something on your trip? Did you give me more grandchildren? That's what I really want, you fucking asshole. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh, no Christian has ever gotten COVID because prayer cures COVID. Prayer and feeding Pizza to ducks. That is the moral of the story, and it's an amazing note. And you know what someone should do? Uh, and I'm being real serious. We're about to cut out again. Yeah, five minutes and 25 seconds. I see it. Okay. Someone need, needs to airplane this fucking movie. Yeah. Shot for shot, scene for scene, but you add funny-ass shit to it. Anti-coronavirus movie should not get riff track. It should get Airplane. Okay. Fucking hilarious. And here's another option. Barb and Star return from vacation. Oh no, do you have a cough? Oh, yeah. yeah. I got a cough there. I don't know what happened. You know what we should do? Let's go to the mall and just sneeze on everybody. Doesn't that sound like a good idea? Barb and Star get the coronavirus. That's a, I'm trying to go back to the old days where we would bar and star and we knew we Yeah, the olden times. Okay, but see, so they would all... they would bring up the lack of taste. They would bring up the lack of smell. They would bring up symptoms that they're having that have nothing to do with coronavirus at all. The funny part of coronavirus is still. Oh, I have this pimple too. Look at the pimple. Do you, do you think that was coronavirus? The funny part about coronavirus is going back to Amazon, to Yankee, the Yankee Candle Company, and see all of the people who are leaving bad reviews because their Yankee Candle doesn't smell like anything. Starting around <laughs> February or March of 2020 onward, I have bought Yankee Candles all my life, but I am never buying them again. I just bought this from Amazon, and I don't smell it at all. Also, my throat hurts, and it's April of 2020. <laughs> That's the funniest fucking shit. And of course, uh, the, the most famous Yankee candle, London Fog. London Fog. 
So that's all I have for this week. Next week's movie. I was going to do another shitty uh, coronavirus movie, but I thought, let's have a little bit of fun with this. Next week, we're watching the uh, 2020 or 2021. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. We're watching the movie... We'll be watching the film Corona Zombies. Okay. If you're not excited yet, let me get you excited. This is a full moon features film. Really? Yes. From the makers of Puppet Master, Gingerbread Man, and Evil Bong. So you know when you see that full moon features logo, it's a mark of quality. Yes. But to be fair, they also did Dr. Mordred. Yes. But yeah, next week we're watching Corona Zombie. All right. I'm assuming it's all in the title, but that's what we're watching next week Corona Zombie. Boom. I'm excited. I am super excited. I am excited. Yeah. So that's next week. Not next week, next episode. But now that I look back at this episode, the highs and the lows, uh, Tucson, Arizona, Sierra Vista, Fort Huachuca, Genie, uh, Cheesecake Factory, uh, Yakov Smirnoff, I guess it's been a pretty good episode. A pretty darn good episode. This has been a damn good episode. I 100% agree. I was going to say that. I was absolutely going to say that, but I didn't want to step on your toes. But yes, I concur with your assessment, good sir. Oh, oh, I have a line here, don't I? You do. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Steve, and on behalf of uh, Natasha Amber Mal. Eleanor and everybody else, I just want to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens! We have less than a minute till Zoom Nice. Do 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 do. I forgot my part. Cut and print. Cut and print.